Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Yeah, so good to talk to you today. Today is May 19, 2023. You'll probably be hearing this in a few days. So so I say talk to you today whenever it is that you are listening to this episode of my podcast, episode 172. I just want to say, hey, I hope you are happy, healthy, safe, and sound, and Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, I hope you are having a ridiculously, a ridiculously awesome day. Yes, let me just go over a few things I wanted to share with you. I don't know how long this episode will be. I do not have a guest today, not interviewing anybody, and do not have a short one, two, three minute soundbite lesson case study to share. I'm just going to talk. I have some notes in front of me. I'm just going to talk about social media marketing a little bit of what I've been up to lately, and just say again, hey, I hope you are doing very, very, very well, wherever you are, <laughs> whatever you are doing. So recently, I think you know, I ran the Boston Marathon. That went very well, and and that was my 15th for charity, 18th Boston overall, 21st Boston I'm sorry, 21st marathon overall, 26.2 mile distance. So I have run 15 official. All of those have been for charity. I ran three unofficial back in the day when they would let you do that. Haven't done that in a long time. Probably never will again run it unofficially. So the 15 official for charity, three unofficial. And then there are three other marathons I've run. The New York Marathon twice back in the 80s in then there was one in Amherst, Mass., where I went to school, got my undergraduate degree at UMass Amherst. There was a marathon there called the Five College Marathon. That was one of my first marathons. May have been my first. Can't recall exactly. I have it written down somewhere. But that makes up the 21 marathons I've completed to date. I plan to go <laughs> as long as I can go running that distance. So it's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. I have been running since I was, as they say, knee-high to a grasshopper since I was very young, very little. And I credit my dad, actually, for getting me into the competitive running, certainly the spirit of competitive running. He used to take me, my brother, older brother Tom, older sister Kathy, out to the back roads of Franklin. He had a stopwatch, old-fashioned stopwatch. He'd time us, and we'd run and be timed and I think that instilled in me that the spirit of competition, the thrill of competition. I can't say the thrill of victory because my brother and sister were older than me. And as I can recall, faster and had more endurance in me at that young age. But it, it got into me, into my heart, into my competitive spirit, the, the thrill of running in general. And I kept it up, ran in high school, did not run competitively in college, but kept running, ran road races, have run my whole life, that's a long time since since I was just a kid. So now it's running marathons and, and, and other races, and I love, love, love that. I'm going to tie that back <laughs> to social media and marketing. The BAA, the Boston Athletic Association, they put on the Boston Marathon each year. I think this year, don't quote me on this, but I think it was 127th running. So 127 
different over the years, yearly marathons have they had. And something at the finish line probably didn't go on um, 20 years ago, certainly not 30, 40, 50 years ago like it goes on now. There was no social media. And, and what I'm talking about is at the finish line prior to the race, in other words, you know, the days leading up to the marathon, all the runners, a lot of them, maybe not literally all, but myself included, congregate around the finish line and take pictures. You know, family, friends, competitors, colleagues, whomever, just lots of runners and who, whomever they are with, whoever they are with, gather and take pictures and share them. And of course, this being 2023, share them on social, social media, all the different channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Because they're proud. I mean, that's what, that's what we do. See, <laughs> if you're watching this on video, um, I am recording it on video. We take pictures of ourselves or other people or official photographers take pictures of us and we're proud and we, we display them and we share them on social. That's how we communicate in this day and age, thanks to technology. That's a great idea by the BAA. By the way, who runs, no pun intended, that Boston Marathon you know, ridiculously, awesomely, uh, um, year after year. This is a little detail, and this is a little detail. They allow you, they block traffic on that street for the days leading up. Maybe it's just that weekend, blocking the traffic thing. But And everyone congregates, takes pictures. It's a big celebration prior to the race. Where I'm going with this is... That's how you do it. You provide, if you're a business or brand, in this case, it's an event, you make it possible for your audience members to celebrate, to, to, to memorialize, maybe that's not, immortalize, that's the word I was looking for, to immortalize the event, share it with others on social media, share it with their family and friends, have it forever. It's their legacy. But from a marketing standpoint, that's how you do it because you're exponentially extending the reach of what you could do on your own because all these, in this case, the Boston Marathon, all these runners are taking photos, sharing it with the world, getting the message out to, hey, this is the Boston Marathon, the greatest marathon in the world. Come run this race. And they do come from all over the world. So if you're a school, if you're a business, if you're a park, if you're an athletic team, if you're a store, if you're any brand, business, institution, organization, company, you ideally have places where the people who are there can take pictures and put them on social where they'll be proud to share them and that helps you as well. It's mutually beneficial. It's beneficial to them and it's beneficial to you because ideally you have your brand, your logo, your colors, something in that picture, in the background that brands you, that markets you. So you're creating social media marketing moments for you for your audience members, and it's a win-win. Yeah, that's my 
mini, mini lesson off the bat at the top of this show. It's like having a megaphone. And I used literally, I could pull it out. Things are going to fall here. I'm pulling it out. So those of you watching on video, this is my mega, megaphone. I'm not going to turn it on because I'm afraid the siren, siren um, will, will go on. You know what? Let's see if I can do it. Oh, I told you. <laughs> the siren went on. There's a way to do this and speak without that happening. You know, but it's the idea of speaking into a megaphone and your voice reaches farther, further to a bigger audience. I used that exact megaphone in a couple presentations recently, very effectively, just for a little while. The alarm didn't go off. I, the siren didn't go off. I had pressed the right button unlike just a minute ago. I spoke at Clark University to some ridiculously awesome students recently, and I used the megaphone as a story saying, you can talk and you can, you know, talk loudly, <laughs> but social media is like having a megaphone. So, you know, you could have a sign, you could have an advertisement, hey, you could have a plane pulling a banner over Fenway Park. You know, I'm talking about ways to advertise, get your message out there to the masses. But the megaphone, that example, that analogy, that metaphor, I think is a great one. I think it's very concrete. I think it gets the point across. If there's 500 people in the audience and I don't have a microphone, microphone's just as good, maybe even better. <laughs> but if I had a megaphone in my hand, gets the word out all the way to the back row. Megaphone, that's what social media is for you. Use it for business, for professional reasons, and for personal reasons to stay in touch with people when you can't see them, talk to them otherwise. So we use Facebook to communicate with our family and friends. As businesses, we use all the channels and then where we find the bulk of our activity takes place, the, the majority of our prospects and customers are, that's where we spend, focus our time. So you might spend time on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Did I say Facebook, LinkedIn? Snapchat, on and on and on. Try them all, as many as possible. See where your audience is. Then, once you found your audience, that's where you hang the most. It's great to be able to use all these channels because you never know which channel is going to pop, which one's going to explode and be the most popular. And you get accustomed to. Someone asked me this the other day. How do you do all of this, Bob, every day like I do? You get accustomed to it. You get conditioned to it. Like right now, I said, hey, I want to record episode 172 of my podcast. So I wrote down some notes, and I turn on the camera, turn on my phone, the microphone, and I'm talking, and I'm creating content. That content goes out. That content educates, hopefully inspires, maybe entertains a little bit. And there you go. <laughs> I've, I've helped, hopefully, others. They've... They've responded by, by maybe following me or liking the content, resharing the content. That's social media. And if you're using it for business, that's so, social media marketing. Hey, a couple things, other things, more than a couple, I want to talk about. 
I do a lot of YouTube videos. Follow me. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube. Bob Cargill. You'll find me. And recently I was walking around the campus, Northeastern University, where I teach. I've been teaching there and Suffolk University this spring. And Northeastern has paw prints spray painted, painted on the walkway on campus. I saw this recently and that's branding because they're the Northeastern Huskies. Okay, so these paw prints are supposed to be the the Huskies walking around campus. Okay, paw prints from the Husky, the Northeastern Husky, their mascot, their nickname, and that's great branding. And I did a video about it and I put it on YouTube and I also shared it everywhere. And that's another example of, first of all, great branding by Northeastern. Applause, applause, applause. Because the students see that, they talk about it. It, it, it. Branding, you know, is so many different things, but it's what your audience says about you. So when you see the paw prints in your student or an administrator or a professor like me, it can't help but make you think Northeastern Huskies so you remember the mascot, the nickname, and it leaves a, a, a great impression in your mind. You can't forget Northeastern walking around that campus, and it's fun. It's It's fun. Okay, because they also have the the Husky mascot. Um, I haven't run into the Husky mascot, but I'm sure there's a Husky mascot or two or three running around campus. Maybe not making those paw prints. <laughs> I think they painted those. But you get the point. Great branding, something visible. It could be your logo. It could be some mark. Maybe you do have your own mascot. That reminds people of you. And that's really old school. Hey, no pun intended. Northeastern Huskies, University, old school. That's old school marketing. That's not necessarily using social media, not at all. It's, it's, it's visible. It's outdoor advertising. So I put that video up on YouTube. Love you to go watch it and, and learn from it. I just told you all about it. But that's that. And speaking of teaching, I'm proud to say that at Suffolk University, I recently received the Outstanding Adjunct Faculty Award um, from Sawyer Business School, where I teach, and I truly am honored. Um, very, very happy. It was a pleasant surprise. Did not know. I think it was the inaugural, so I did not know that award existed, and to receive it, very, very, very proud. Thank you, Suffolk University. I love teaching. I love, love, love teaching, and I love being in the classroom. I love sharing what what I know and, and telling stories and, and talking a lot like this. I have so many stories, uh, figuratively speaking, I was looking for that word figuratively, in my back pocket, and I love to tell those stories. You know, case studies, my own experience. You know, we talk, you know, from the textbook, we look at slides, but I love to bring in real-world examples of marketing and, and social media. So AMA Boston, that's American Marketing Association Boston, where I am present. That has been keeping me busy as well. We've had some fantastic events. One was at Another Age Productions in Newton. They are a video production agency. Marketing is part of that, I, I would think. But but video is their specialty. And we had a fantastic panel discussion there recently. I was fortunate to be able to kick off the event. They they called me the MC. I really just opened up the event, spoke for about four minutes. They recorded it. It's somewhere online if you follow me. I think I, I know I provided the link in my 
social feeds to that video, but you can look up another Age Productions in AMA Boston. Fantastic panel discussion, and I loved being there. What an office another Age Productions has in Newton, and wow, do they look top-notch at what they do. They they ran a, a very finely, outstandingly choreographed panel discussion that night, and again, I really just opened things up. They partnered with us at AMA Boston, and that was one of our best events this year. We've had a lot of great events. That was up there with, with one of the the best events. I just want to put that out there. We're about to finish up our 2022-2023 fiscal year. I have been present this year. I'll be present one more year. So that will be two stints I will have had of two years each. And I'm very, very thankful for that opportunity. It's something I really, really, really enjoy. Uh, this is random, me talking social media marketing, a little bit about what's going on in my life. So, Pivot, want to mention, give a shout out to Jeremy Reiner, JR, a, a meteorologist, chief meteorologist, WHDH TV, Channel 7, Boston, and specifically, he's a great, great meteorologist and, and seems awful friendly. I've never met him in person, but on Twitter, seems so friendly. And speaking of Twitter, he does these, these, these short, these short forecasts that JR does that are, it looks to me, designed for social media. And I am really, really impressed because they're short. And, you know, he's sitting in his chair, for instance, and has a, a the, the, the weather map, if you will, um, is it called superimposed on 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 the the picture of him, the video of him, and then let's say up in the uh, upper left or upper right corner, you see the the map, and he does the weather, and it's something you can retweet, you can share, it's it's informal, it's the way social media should be done, meaning it doesn't have to be so highly choreographed contrived, if you will, um, you know, production quality at, you know, the highest possible level, like TV, it's social media, and social media is more who we are in real time, more more transparent, more authentic, and that's what JR does, and I applaud him for that, um, you know, applause, applause, yes, JR, in other weather people are doing it too, I have noticed other meteorologists are doing it too, but I, I'm using J.R. Jeremy Reiner from Channel 7 as, as an outstanding example. So that's that's something we can all learn from, you know, many lessons, many videos, many tutorials, many, hey, how are you doing? That's what I do day in and day out almost, not every day, but on a regular basis, I do use Instagram stories just to say, hey, and I talk about where I am, what I'm doing. In that case, you know, it, it's just pretty much a, a hello, but sometimes I throw in a lesson there or a motivational statement in, in, in the weather people's case. They're extending, they're cross-promoting, they're extending their reach. There's your, your megaphone example there. By getting on social media, they might be reaching a different audience, a, a bigger audience. Well, you know, it may be smaller, if you will, than their TV audience, but it's additional people. And it's another way, another medium on which to share that which is their specialty, that which their audience is interested in, who isn't interested in the weather. That's why weather in sports <laughs> is, is big on the news stations when we listen on the radio, when we watch on TV. And 
Hey, bring it to social media. Love that, JR. Great, great idea. Just like Susan Tran's idea, and she did this for me once, and she could do that for you as well. She is um, the the she's a reporter, um, very very experienced reporter on TV in in Boston, and she does these personalized traffic reports for you. If you reach out to her or she reaches out to you, you would be so fortunate. She will, so she does these traffic reports in the morning and she will mention, because she did it for me, so this is why I know how she does it. She'll say, so Bob Cargill's commute from Sudbury into Suffolk University, for instance, into Boston, will be, you know, 45 minutes and, and, and you know, traffic on the pike is busy as always, but, but Bob will make it in in about 45 minutes if he leaves at his house right now. It's personalized. It's such a great way of adding personalization, something unique, something different, bringing in your social media audience and showing your TV audience that it can be one-to-one and that it can be anybody who could be named and have, again, the traffic report personalized, customized, tailored for them. And I think that's really cool, Susan. So applause, applause to you. What can you learn from that? Any brand business could do that. You know, you could find customers, find prospects, use their names, use their pictures in your advertising with their permission in your marketing on your social media. And, you know, it's user generated content, it's crowdsourcing, it, it's personalizing, customizing, one to one marketing. Great idea, Susan Tran and, and JR with those weather forecasts recorded for social media. Hey, I think that's all I get for today. I just wanted to say hello. Hey, run down a few things that's been on my mind that I've been doing. And and I appreciate you as a listener. And and if you're watching any of this on, on video, to be honest, my my video conked out a few minutes ago, so I may not share this episode on video, um, or maybe I'll share snippets, but I'm still talking as though it would be shared on video just in case, maybe magically, miraculously, um, it is still be re- be, it still is being recorded on video, but it's definitely being recorded on audio. I can see that is still going. We're at 22 minutes and 34 seconds in counting, and we won't count much, much longer, because I want to wind down. I want to wind down by just emphasizing, I hope you're happy, healthy, safe, and sound. I say that to my students in class a lot. I'm saying it to you now. And another thing I say to my students that I want to say to you, and and that is you are all rock stars. We all have to believe in ourselves, and that helps us go farther, further, faster (laughs) in life, in our personal and professional lives. And and believing in ourselves is so, so important. And also believing in ourselves that we can conquer the world in a good way. That means do big things, do do good things. Hey, do great things and even better, do ridiculously awesome things because you, yes, you, each and every one of you is uh, ridiculously awesome. So thanks for being a listener to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. And, and a fan and a follower, I appreciate it. I appreciate your friendship. If I can do anything for you, reach out anytime. Again, episode 172 of Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. Me, just me, talking about 
a few things about marketing, a few things about social media, and, and winding down by saying thanks again. And I, I hope you are doing very, very well. I, I wish you only the very, very best in all of your endeavors, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks.